0: There you are, Leonard. Just as I said, it's gone. If you look closely, you'll see that the case hasn't been forced. It's been opened by someone cognizant of museum routine. Hmm, certainly looks like it, Sir Henry. Inspect it yourself. No, Sir Henry, I'll, I'll take your word for it, of course. The thing is, what do we do now? It really ought to be reported, you know. Of course I know that. But I want one chance of getting it back first. I don't want the police or the curator to know about the loss for two days. That means you'll have to stand by me, Leonard. You mean, keep mum about it, Sir Henry? (laughs) I believe that is the expression, yes. But surely the police have a better chance of recovering it. Not at this stage, they haven't. I'll admit I'm playing a hunch, and that I'm taking a chance on a man I'm going to ask to work for me. For the very simple reason that I've never met him before. But I'll call on him this morning. He has an office at 33 Half Moon Street. Sir Henry Barr's frankness. An unassuming little man, he peered at me over the rims of his round-lensed spectacles, and when excited, seemed to have difficulty in controlling the position of his ancient dentures. But he struck me as a man accustomed to telling the truth, whatever the consequences might be. In this case, the consequences could be quite serious for Sir Henry Barr. However, his approach to the problem was philosophical, understandingly so, since Sir Henry was an archaeologist, and student of ancient rites and philosophies. My main concern was that the theft had taken place from the British Museum. You see, Mason, the museum is stuffed and stuffy. It's old-fashioned to start with, and it's not big enough anymore. The very look of it is enough to put off most people. The only time the public is remotely interested is when we winkle out a few special exhibits and display them in the main hall. When the theft took place, Henry... Was such an exhibition in progress? Yes, and that's where I agree with the Americans. They don't use the word museum anymore. They call it an exhibition. And that's what in reality it is, an exhibition of the ancients. Culture of the ages exhibited for all to see in this modern age. (laughs) I sound like a soap salesman. Not a bit of it. I know exactly what you're driving at. and I find your conversation interesting and illuminating. I'm flattered, Mr. Mason. Thank you. Well, let me tell you about this exhibition... I was in sole charge of it, having had more experience than most people in London at this time. It was mainly lapidary show. Oh, does that puzzle you? I saw you blink. Stone polishing, isn't it? Cutting and polishing and etching. It's a fascinating hobby and has many thousands of enthusiasts. You see, it's a healthy hobby, wandering over beaches and moors looking for stones to cut, and a skillful hobby to cut and shape and polish the stones when you've found it. However, this show in the museum was to demonstrate techniques through the ages. That rubber stamp you have on your table, Mr. Mason, probably cost you a few shillings. But in ancient times, thousands of years BC, a stamp like that would have to be cut by hand in soft stone of similar density to the hard rubber you have on yours. And you had such stamps on display? (laughs) Seals would be the correct word. Royal seals and seals of families of ancient lineage. They would have to be made to last virtually forever, since the ancients believed their royalty to be immortal and holy, so a wood carving would be useless. Well, I don't wish to bore you with too much detail, but these ancient seals on show included the sign of Ming-Tuan, dating from the First Dynasty, a cast of a golden seal that had once belonged to a minor prince of the Hittites, and the seal of Darius. Darius? Darius? The Persian emperor? I see you know something of ancient history, Mr. Mason. Why, I didn't know the British Museum had in its possession the actual seal of Darius. It hasn't anymore. It's been stolen. Great Scott, Sir Henry. When you came in here, I thought you were concerned with some petty theft of a personal nature. The seal of Darius must be worth a king's ransom. And it should be. Darius was the greatest king who ever lived. (laughs) Well, the Greeks don't think so. Remember Marathon? That's like the Americans saying, remember the Alamo. But we aren't here for an historical argument. No, we're not. In fact, I'd like to know why you've come to me and not the police. Have you reported this last to the police? No. Why on earth not? Only the librarian and myself know about it. You're forgetting me. Ah, but this is a confidential interview, and so I can rely upon your discretion in the matter. Not if a rare item has been stolen from the British Museum, you can't. <clears throat> My dear chap, the only reason I've come here is to enlist your help in getting back the seal of the riots. But we're not a firm of investigators, private eyes. Oh, but there's no investigating to do. There isn't? Not at all, Mr. Mason. I know where the seal of Darius is. I merely want you to go and get it back for me. All right, trash, all right. If you don't want the job, I'll simply ring up Sir Henry Barr and tell him to wait until Cannon gets back. Well, he'll take on the job with alacrity. Well, who's refusing the job, Chief? All I said was, if the seal of Darius has been pinched, it's your duty to report it to the police. And what's more, I stand by what I say. You don't understand, Crash. You just don't understand. You never met the little man. He's completely on the level. Just because he's little? Hitler was a little guy, too. If you're worrying about the enormous value attached to this seal, then you can forget about it. The intrinsic value is incalculable. But it has no immediate cash value. Or oh, even a pawnbroker would laugh if you tried to pledge it. It's been stolen by some known to Sir Henry. A collector who simply wishes to gaze enraptured upon this wretched thing and dream that he is serious in Babylon. And if he knows where it is, why doesn't he go and get it back? I've just told you, he's a little man. Or in stature, that is. The job's dangerous. You mean this collector's some kind of a nut? Perhaps. Well, there's danger, to be sure. He said so. That's why he came to us, to help him recover the seal and put it back in the British Museum. What are you doing? Phoning Sir Henry to tell him to wait for Canon's return. Oh, no, you don't. Oh. Now, why did you do that? I thought you didn't want the job. I've changed my mind, Chief. Where is this seal of Darius? I don't know. Don't know. You just said that... I know what I said. Sir Henry said we'd know the location of the seal when the evening paper came out tonight. Uh, where do we look? The agony column? Sports page. And Before you accuse me of schizophrenia, let me tell you that I've worked it all out. Look for yourself on the back page. What's the sports headline? Uh, postponed marathon now to be run at White City on Friday the 13th June. So, what does that tell us? It was at marathon that the Athenians repulsed the Persians as they tried to invade. A chap called Philippides ran all the way to his leader to tell him the good news, and he dropped dead at the end of it. The distance he ran is the distance of a marathon race. It has been perpetuated in the Olympic Games ever since. Oh, you don't say. When did all this happen? Well, if my memory serves me right, it was in the year 490 BC. Athenaeans being Greeks, yes. Well, of course. Mm. There is a list of runners in the marathon. One of them's named Popilopidas. And from the look of his picture, he's no Norwegian. Here, let me see. Popilopidas. Pop for short. So it is. Crash, I don't think we need confirmation from Bauer. The secret to this mystery lies with this Greek runner. What's his name? Pop for short. He's got a good record, too. Harry Wilmot writes that he's the East European champion. And if there's a nip in the air on the great day, he ought to win the marathon easily. Extraordinary how these sport writers make a human race sound like a horse race. It's not only the sports writers who do things to the human race, Chief. Touche. Well, where do we go from here? Nowhere. Not until Friday. Then we go to White City and take a look at this pop guy. Well, Friday's out for me. I've a bridge date at the club. Then I'll go alone, suits me. I've got to play it off the cuff anyway. The seal of Darius. Hmm. It has mormonous ring, hasn't it, Crash? Yes, Chief. For no reason at all, it sounds sinister.
1: We have observers situated along the marathon route, and they will relay messages to me, and I, in turn, will tell you what the positioning is with the contestants. The first news comes from Wormwood Scrubs, where the runners are strung out along Wood Lane. Britain's Mervyn Smith is leading, followed by the Frenchman Laplage. And then six British runners, Dawson, Patley, Rogers, Lane, Bristow and Smart. And then comes Jackie Peterson from South Africa, who's in very good shape. Oddly enough, the Greek runner Poppilopidus, who was particularly fancied for today's marathon at White City, is nowhere at all. Oh, a message has just come through that Pop, as he's called, has turned into Wood Lane from Westway and is running like a hare. He must have stopped off for some reason. Anyway... Uh, when they've completed the full marathon course around London, they'll arrive back here in the stadium and complete two laps for the full distance. As information comes through, I'll feed it to you. Uh, meanwhile, Mr. The Mason has remarkable powers of description. Of you must be Carson. What, I,
0: I said you must be Crash Carson. And do I know you? Mr. Aubrey Mason at Assignments Unlimited said you'd be here on the Darius job. His description of you was so perfect that I had no trouble at all in recognizing you. Oh, is that so? And who are you, friend? I'm Sir Henry Bower. The client. Well, hello. What brings you to White City? Obviously the same thing that brings you here. Yes, but the chief said that this assignment might be dangerous. I haven't come here to look for trouble, rather to avoid it. I noticed that you were paying particular attention to the announcer in the box. You think that Populopidas has something to do with the disappearance of the Seal of Darius? Or something to do with its reappearance. But tell me, Sir Henry... If you know the people who've stolen this thing, why don't you go to the police and tell them? And have the story spread over every newspaper in the country. Great grief, Carson. If that happened, the British Museum would never allow us to conduct another exhibition as long as we lived.
1: And more news of the marathon uh, runners. Quite a bit. They're now willing to cancel Green, and apart from one runner, the positions have not changed. That one runner is the Greek entrant Prop. Not only has he made up all the lost ground, but he's now firmly established in the lead. The observer at that point remarks that had Pop not been forced to stop for some reason at the beginning of the race, the outcome would by now be a foregone conclusion. Now, I have some results for you, for the discus.
0: Yes, Kensal Green is okay as far as Kensal Green. What's that, Carson? The Greek runner. Uh, What do you know about him? Uh, Nothing at all. You told the chief that he'd find the solution to this mystery on the sports page of the newspaper. That meant the marathon. You're here in person. Now, where do the ends tie in? They don't. I received a letter from a gentleman who was obviously Greek by his name, requesting that his society borrow the seal of Darius. I refused on the grounds that it wasn't mine to lend. I thought at first that the seal would be at the address on the gentleman's letter. I went there after I'd seen Mr. Mason, but the house was empty. that's all I can tell you. So you just guessed that this marathon had something to do with it. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, the coincidence is rather remarkable, isn't it? The marathon was run because of the war between the Athenians and the Persians. The seal of Darius, king of the Persians, was stolen just before a marathon is run here at White City with a Greek runner, the principal participant. So what would they do with that seal? It's hard to fathom the mind of a person who lives behind the Iron Curtain. The Communists? That part of Persia from whence the seal originally came is now part of the Soviet Union's satellite network of countries.
1: And the observer from Elgin Road reports it to say the position of the marathon runners is unchanged except for the Greek runner Populopidus. For some unaccountable reason, he's out of the race entirely. He was leading at Kensal Green Cemetery, but somewhere along the route he's dropped out. There's been no sign of him, and the Observer reports that he must be so far behind now that he can never hope to catch up and must be considered out of the race altogether. However, the others are going strong, and we hope to see the back... Did you hear that? Yes, he's disappeared. The Greek
0: has disappeared somewhere between Kensal Green Cemetery and Elgin Road. That's the clue, Sir Henry. Find the Greek, and you've found the seal of Darius. Crash Carson had the office car parked right outside the White City Stadium, and in less than five minutes he was winding in and out of the traffic along Wormwood Scrubs as he headed for Kensal Green Cemetery. The diminutive Sir Henry Bower, tense and alert by his side. If I can locate where the Greek went to, I want you to take this car and contact the chief, Aubrey Mason. He's at the Junior Carlton Club playing bridge, OK? I'd rather like to come. I've never had so much fun in my life. Ah, well, that's the word to remember, life. Hang on to it. Now, I figure that plenty of people must have seen the runners go by. Now, I'm going to stop along the route to ask them. Anybody may have seen where this Greek made a duck. Oh, I doubt it. Uh, people would line the streets to watch the runners go by, but, but once they were passed, the people would go home again. Isn't that so? <laughs> yes, but in the side streets, it isn't often you see a big Greek running up a side street in a pair of shorts. In Piraeus, maybe, but not in the middle of London. Have you got a road map? Of Greater London, yes, in the club box. Oh, may I use it? I hope so. Thank you. Ah. Here it is. The, the Harrow Road. And there's Kensal Green Cemetery right ahead. I'll turn into the Harrow Road and then we'll stop. A Good idea. Can I have a look at the map? Okay, so he disappeared somewhere between here and Elgin Road. It could have been into any one of these turnings. Yes, dozens of them. Ah, it's hopeless, isn't it? Well, patient investigation and questioning might show us where he went. In any case, if he's really disappeared, there'll be a police search for him. That may take hours, days. Well, Sir Henry, you take a good look at the map. Maybe you've got some idea of where he went. That's like looking for a lost pool in a maze. No, uh, trouble. Compton, Barron's... I say, Carson, here's something unusual. These streets are numbered. You know, like in America. I didn't know we had numbered streets. I thought all London streets bore names. Yes. You thought of something. Yes, look. Sixth Street, Fifth Street. See here? So what? Darius was at his zenith in the 5th century B.C. So you figure we try Fifth Street? It's just over there. All right, let's walk. I'm going to ask the first person I meet in Fifth Street if they saw a big Greek in running shorts. If the answer's in the affirmative, then we'll know that someone has been laying an easy trail for us to follow. Everything so far is tied in. Once the police know about that seal of Darius, then they'll follow the trail, just as it's been blazed for us. But for what purpose, Mr. Carson? Why did they want to lead us on like this? That's the $64 question, Sir Henry. Well, here's Fifth Street. Keep walking... Hey, look over there. Just what the doctor ordered. An old man sunning himself in a doorway. I'll bet you that he's been there the best part of a day. If anybody saw anything, that old man did. Go on. Oh, uh, I say, uh, I wonder if you can help us. Uh, what do you want, Nipper? Well, my friend and I are the organisers of a road race. We think that one of our runners got lost and took the wrong turning... You didn't see a big, dark-haired man come along this way in a pair of running shorts, did you? Of course I did. He got blind or something. You mean he did come down this road? A uh, geezer in red shorts. That's him. Uh, well, where did he go? <laughs> he ain't got his heart in running, mate. That I can tell you. He ain't got his heart in running. Maybe not, but where did he go?
1: Over there, in eh? Mabel Laggers
0: boarding us. <laughs> Boarding yes. <laughs> it's a laugh. Yeah. Well, here's something for you. Oh. Buy yourself a drink. Oh, thanks, mate. You're a real drink. Come on, say then. Yeah. Mabel Lagger's boarding house. Well, here goes. Yes? Are you Mrs. Lagger, ma'am? I'm Mabel Laggers, and still
2: free of the bonds of early matrimony. If you're looking for digs, you can look somewhere else. I'm full.
0: <laughs> we are not looking for digs, Mabel.
2: Aye. Who are you, Peelers? No, that little bloke could never get into the police force. What do you want?
0: We are looking for a friend of ours, a marathon runner. Oh, what? A runner. He got lost on the way to Elgin Road, and we believe that he came in here. He was dressed only in a pair of running shorts. So you mean Captain Keno? Keno?
2: Yes, that's the man in running shorts. Can't make him out. Always on the run, he is. Mind you, there's been plenty of blokes living here who's been on the run, but in a different way. Now, the captain, for all he talks funny like, is always running around to keep fit. Now, I ask you, running around to keep fit ain't healthy. He ought to be doing an honest day's work, didn't he?
0: Yes, yes. Look, do you think we could see Pop- um, uh, Captain Kino?
2: If he wants to. place is becoming a blooming railway station, if you ask me. There's a captain lives here for four years and don't talk to nobody, and all of a sudden the place is full of people wanting to talk to him.
0: You mean he's had other visitors today?
2: And ah, uh, three of them. The captain was out, so they waited in his room for him. Well, if you want to see him, you might as well go up too.
0: Are they... Uh, uh, these other visitors, are, are they still in the captain's room?
2: Must be. I haven't come down here. If they had, I'd have heard them, wouldn't I? Well, go on up you go. They're letting a the draft in. Oh, thanks. Give me a shout when you want to go. I'll let you out. Uh,
0: Captain Kino. Well, I think it's the same one. Must be Mr. Carson, look! There, on the settee. Ah, yes, I can see. He's dead. It is Popolopagus. I recognize him from the start of the race of the White City. Uh, Me too. Now, here he is, lying on his stomach on the settee, dead as a doornail. Look over the window. That's how the visitors made their getaway. His murderers. Well, Sanry. There's no chance of keeping the loss of the Darius seal a secret any more. This is now a case for Scotland Yard. <laughs> Who's that? Let's have a look see.
2: Brought the captain's tea. Well, move aside.
0: Uh, he's changing at the moment. I'll take it.
2: Getting very prim and proper, ain't we? Well, I know how to behave like a lady sometimes. Here you are. Mabel. Yes? Yeah?
0: That old man who sits in the doorway on the other side of the road. Do you know who he is?
2: What old man?
0: Well, he was sitting in the doorway opposite when we came in. He gave me the impression that he lived there.
2: Then your impression's dented, mate. In this place, you don't find any gentleman and they don't live to grow old. No,
0: but I spoke to him.
2: You did? Well, then you'd better put more water with it. Because I've lived here for the past 30 years and there ain't never been no one sitting in no doorway over the road. Do me a favour and bring the tray down with you when you go out.
0: Uh, okay. The old man over the road was a plant, a phony. Someone put him there to make quite sure we'd find Pop's hideaway. The old man was the last blaze on the trail. We were meant to find the Greek, eh? Don't you know better than to touch a body? What did you turn him over for? Look, look at his throat. (gasps) It's branded. He's been branded in the throat. There's a pattern where the flesh has been burnt. looks like a... warrior in a chariot spearing a lion. What sort of brand do you suppose that is? I know what it is. It's the Seal of Darius. It must be a maniac. No, Chief. This maniac is crazy like a fox. Care to tell me about it? I work here too, you know. I'm sorry, Chief, but I, I just didn't have time before. I'll give you all the lowdown. First of all, just as I've told Sir Henry Bower, and then what my preparations are for tonight. That's a secret between you and me and Inspector Gorshin of the yard. The murder squad? And what else? Oh, by the way, whatever you do, don't come near my apartment tonight. You expecting trouble? I'm hoping for trouble. <laughs> Is Cameron going to be sore when he finds out that he missed this one? Yes, I suppose, sir. Both of you are dangerous disciples. Well, what about the seal of Darius? It's like this, Chief. When the Emperor Darius first had this seal made, he used it, uh, not as you would suppose, on official documents and so forth. Stand right where you are. You make one move and I'll empty this luger into your stomach.
1: Are you all right, Carson?
0: Right as rain, Inspector. Come on in. The door's unlocked. Now, you stand quite still, friend. There's someone out there you'll enjoy meeting.
1: Get inside and don't try any funny business.
0: This is an outrage. Are you kidding? Where'd you find the little man, Inspector? He was waiting in the car on the corner. Nice work, Carson. Have you questioned this man? Not yet. Would somebody kindly tell me what all this is about? You'll hear about it plenty when you stand trial, Bauer. Your friend here thought that that was me in the bed. I made it up with cushions to look like someone sleeping. So when he climbed in through the window, he went over to the bed and plunged that knife into what he thought was me. You've got nice friends, Bar. But you see, after I blew the gaff to you, I figured that you'd decide to eliminate me. You
1: can't prove a thing!
0: You're wrong, Bauer. My sergeant took two things from the glove box of your car, two things which are going to put you inside for a long, long time. Two things, Inspector? One was a blowtorch. Handy instrument for making things hot. And the other thing? I'll give you one guess. That's right. The seal of Darius. Sir Henry Bower didn't go to prison after all. He turned Queen's evidence, and the special branch were able to ferret out a whole nest of enemy spies. The Greek runner was an agent for America's CIA, and Bauer the chief of a red spy ring. Bauer faked the theft of the seal of Duras, and one of his men lured the Greek back to his boarding house. There he was killed, and the seal branded onto his throat. Bauer called us in, knowing full well that we would find the body, and that he, being in the company of Carson, had a perfect alibi.